Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruhu Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa min sayyati a'malina Min yahdihillahu falamubillalah Wa min yudilhu falahadiyalah Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد. We thank Allah subhanahu wa taala who had gathered us in His house in a state of iman on such a mubarak day, the day of Jum'ah. For Allah subhanahu wa taala has blessed us and favored us with many bounties, some that we see, some that we do not see, some that we can touch, that some that we cannot touch. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions in the Quran. وَأَتَاكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ مَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُ That he has, if each and every one of us have to sit and ponder and ask ourselves, how many of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us without us asking for it? And how many of the things that we asked for and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still gave us? Then we will find that that which we did not ask for will outnumber that which we asked for. Example, the sun. We didn't ask for the sun. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with the sun. Like that, the moon, oxygen, and we all saw the value of oxygen a few years ago. All these are the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If one is to count them, we'll never, ever, never be able to do so. But the greatest bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bestow upon any person, any man, is the bounty of this kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because that person who has this kalima, La ilaha illallah, in his heart, then this person possesses the keys to ultimate success. And that is Jannah. But this kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it has demands, it has requisites. And amongst the demands of this kalima is to bring yaqeen in it. To believe that nothing moves, nothing stops moving, nothing exists, nothing stops existing except and only with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma sha'allahu kan, kama sha'a kan, fil wakti alladhi sha'a, ala alwajhi alladhi sha'a, min ghayri ziyada, wala nuqsan, wala taqaddum, wala ta'akhur. وَمَا لَمْ يَشَاء لَمْ يَكُنْ That everything happens only how Allah SWT wants it to happen. In the time that Allah wants it to happen, not before Allah wants it to happen, not after Allah wants it to happen, not less than that which Allah wants to happen, not more than that which Allah wants to happen. Everything happens only with the permission of Allah SWT. And that which Allah SWT does not want to happen, no matter who, the whole world can come together, they will never ever be able to do so. لَمْ يَكُنْ It can never take place. Say in Surah Taha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching you and I a lesson. Uh, a very important lesson. Whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls Musa alayhi salam say, وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى O Musa, what is in your right hand? See Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, take note, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking Musa alayhi salam, what is in your right hand? It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have, na'uzubillah, does not have the knowledge of what was in his hand. Or was not aware of what was in the hand of Musa alayhi salam. Rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking Musa alayhi salam, وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى O Musa, what is in your right hand? Is for Allah to draw the attention of Musa alayhi salam towards what is in his right hand. Why? Dust is about to take place. I give an example. If I have a pen, you know it's a pen, I know it's a pen. Now if you ask me, brother, what is that in your hand? I mean, I, I will answer you, I will tell you it is a pen. But in my mind I'll be thinking, the brother knows it's a pen. But why is he asking me? Is it leaking? Is it broken? What's going on? My focus and attention is directed towards what is in my hand. 
the same way Allah SWT asking Musa alayhi salam, ma tilka bi aminika ya Musa. Oh Musa, focus on what is in your right hand. What is in your right hand? Because this is about to take place. So Musa alayhi salam, even the way he answered, hiya asai, atawakkahu alayhi wa ahushu biha ala ghanami, waliya fiha ma'aribu ukhra. Even Musa alayhi salam, upon Azhi Qura said, hiya asai, it is my stick. But because now his focus, his attention, his attention is upon what is in his hand, he starts explaining further. It is my stick. I lean on it. I take support with it. I beat down leaves from my goat. And I use it for other beneficial, beneficial factors. I use it for, and it benefits me. Musa alayhi salam, the student sees nothing but benefit from the stick. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa alayhi salam, Oh Musa, take that stick and throw it down. Al-Kiha ya Musa, throw it down. Now upon throwing it down, that same stick, that same stick that Musa Islam saw nothing but benefit turned into a harmful, dangerous serpent. That same stick. And then the same stick Allah SWT tells Musa Islam, the same snake Allah SWT tells Musa, pick it up. And upon picking it up, it goes back into that same beneficial stick. What was the dust that took place? What was the lesson that took place? That la nafi' wa la dar illallah. That nothing harms, nothing gives benefit except with the permission of Allah SWT. That stick will only be beneficial if Allah wants it to be beneficial. That snake will only be harmful if Allah SWT wants it to be harmful. From this also we learn how to have tawakkul in Allah. Now many of us have tawakkul in ghayrullah, in our businesses, in our jobs, in our education, in, the, in, in, in every other thing besides Allah SWT. So even in that also, we have to remove this tawakkul and everything else and bring our tawakkul in Allah SWT. Because everything is only happening with the permission of Allah SWT. So from here, that same stick, Allah Pak did not bring another snake, nor did he bring something else, but that same stick, Allah Pak turned it into something deadly, something dangerous, and that same stick came back to something beneficial. So my house, my, my car, my business, that's not what giving me the benefit. If Allah wants it to benefit me, that's when it's going to benefit me. My house will only protect me and grant me peace and shelter if Allah SWT wants it to do so. We need to bring this yaqeen and tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, speaking about tawakkul, there's a story of a mountain climber. He went to climb a mountain on a very, very bad day. The people warned him that this mount, that today is not a good day to climb, the weather is not looking good, and you, you shouldn't do that. But he was persistent and he went on to climb the mountain. So upon climbing the mountain, the weather was very bad, it's snowing, it's the blizzard taking place. So he slips, and as he's falling, his whole life is flashing up in, in front of him. As he's falling, he jerks. So basically his rope got stuck somewhere and he jerked and he's hanging halfway, suspended mid-air. Mid so as he's hanging there, he screams, Oh Allah, help me, Allah, help me. He's crying out for help. So he hears a voice, it's pitch black, it's dark, he can't see anything. And then he hears a voice, Are you sure I can help you? Are you sure that I can help you? He says, yeah, well, Who else is going to help me? Only you can help me. Only you can help me. Are you sure? He says, yeah, Only you can help me. Then the voice says, Cut the rope. Cut that rope. Now this person, in the morning when the emergency services came, they found this person frozen, he was dead, and he was holding on tight onto his rope. He didn't cut that rope. And how far from the ground? Only four feet away from the ground. Four feet away from the ground. My dear brothers, we need to cut that rope of the dunya. Cut the rope of the dunya. Connect yourselves to Allah SWT. See, this dunya, it has no value. It has no value. Understand that this dunya, there is no value for it. Nabi Sallam mentioned to us, if this dunya had any value, if it had value equivalent to the wing of a mosquito, 
then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not have given the kuffar even a sip of water to drink. A sip of water. You know, for us to understand, see on Thursdays, I don't, in, I think in, I don't know about this part of the city, but you get, uh, we all clean our houses, we put everything in the trash can and we leave it outside for the DSW can, uh, tr- trucks to come, pick it up. So our trash, all that's our property that we just threw out, you know, broken iron, broken kettle, whatever it was, and we put it outside into the trash can and we leave it outside. So, whilst it's out there, you will get one person will come, he'll open that trash can, you can see him taking your stuff, you know, you can see him taking your property, that's your kettle. He's taking it out, he's, he's going with it, no, he takes out your stuff, will you stop him? You won't stop him, you won't stop him, why? That has no value to you. But that same person, if he comes into your house, Habibi, come down, you know, you stop him right there. You stop, no, this, this, what's out there, it's not valuable to me, I don't care about it. But what's in my house, Habibi, there is value. In the same way, this dunya in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that tra- rubbish can, like that trash can. Anyone and everyone can have what they want. Kuffar, Muslim can take what you want. Take what you want, how you want, when you want. You want to take it. But when it comes to my Jannah, here is value. Here is value. You need to come with Iman. You need to come back with Iman. This is valuable to me. But this dunya is not value for me. See, Subhanallah. In the Quran, in Surah Araf, we are, uh, people of Jannah, when the people are already put into Jannah, Daughters are put into Jahannam, Allah save us. So, there will be a conversation. Allah Pak will lift the veils. The people of Jannah, they will be able to see the people of Jahannam. And the people of Jannah, of Jahannam will see the people of Jannah. And a whole conversation will take place between the two. Uh, did you find what Allah Pak promised you to be haq, to be true? Yeah, we found it. Each will say that. And then the people of Jahannam, they will call on to the people of Jannah. They will say, وَنَادَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ and afidu alayna min aw Allah. The people of Jahannam, they will call towards the people of Jannah. Just help us with a sip of water. Just a sip of water. Something, just a sip of water. And the people of Jannah will say that inna Allah harramahuma ala al-kafirin. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this sip of water haram upon the kuffar. Imagine that same sip of water that they were having freely in this dunya. Everyone and anyone can have. But on the day of Qiyamah, in the Akhirah, that same sip of water becomes haram upon them. That shows the value. How valuable the, the year after is. So my dear brothers, this dunya, there is no value. We should make effort for the Akhirah. Connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring yakin in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything happens and will only happen with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this world, basically this world existing is upon your existence. لَا تَقُومُ حَتَّى Allah, Nabi Sallallahu has said this. You know, the problem is, our yaqeen in the words of Nabi Sallallahu Just to give you an example, how Sahaba had yaqeen in the words of Nabi Sallallahu A famous incident when, Nabi, when the assassins wanted to come kill Nabi Sallallahu They wanted to come assassinate him. So Nabi Sallallahu and his, his cousin Ali radiallahu an, he tells him, Oh Ali, you sleep in my bed, and tomorrow you distribute the amana to the people. Now let's, let's, let's live this thing. Let's, let's picture yourself there. You know Nabi Sallallahu is about to be assassinated. You know they're coming to kill him. You, you're aware of it. Hazrat Ali was aware of it. You know, I know my brother is about to be assassinated. And here he tells me, Habibi, take my place. I mean, I think twice. You know what I'm saying? We make dua for you. We prepare. Because yeah? you know it's, it's about, you're about to get assassinated. 
But here, Hazrat Ali is told, you sleep in my bed, and tomorrow you distribute the amanat. All incident carried on. So years later, they're asking Hazrat Ali radiallahu anh, how did you sleep that night? And we know Sahaba radiallahu anh, they, they lives were such that if the man took one step, he, he wasn't sure he was going to take another step. If he made salam this side, he's not sure he's going to make salam the other side. Yani any time, they, they understood, any time I can pass away. That was how they lived their lives. So they asked, how did you sleep that night? So Rasulullah he says, I slept like a baby. <laughs> the best night of my life. I slept like a baby, so to say. Peaceful sleep. Asaba shocked. How is that possible? How is that possible? How could you sleep like a baby? So he says, see, when Nabi Sallallahu told me to sleep in his bed, what did he say? He said, oh Ali, sleep in my bed and tomorrow you'll distribute the amanah to the people. The fact that Nabi Sallallahu said, tomorrow I had guarantee I have one more day to live. The fact that he said tomorrow, guaranteed. So my dear brothers, these are the words of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, Allah. The kuffar are living, they're drinking, the sun's rising, the earth will continue to rotate until and unless there's one person saying Allah. There's one person with iman in this world. As long as there's no person with iman, this world got no value, kiyama takes place. My dear brothers, understand our value. So like this, we ask Allah SWT to grant us the understanding of whatever has been said. And the tawfiq to make amal and increase our ibadat and connect ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa akhiru ta'awana alhamdulillah.